Love Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Hello and welcome to Being a Leader, live with Brenda Baird. I'm your host, Brenda Baird. Oh, this has been a big week for Brenda Baird Coaching. We launched the radio program on Tuesday with two of my coaching clients who helped me to explain what coaching is and how it can help individuals personally and professionally. The audience was awesome. We had great questions on the air and lots of really nice follow-up emails. So thank you, everybody, for, for sending your emails and your nice congratulations. For those of you who are turning, tuning in for the first time, I'm a certified professional coach and energy leadership master practitioner. And I work with professionals to explore new ways of thinking in order to achieve their personal best. My clients include business leaders, emerging talent, managers, teams, and private individuals. I help my clients reach their full potential through shifting their energy and perspectives in order to remove the barriers to success. If you're interested in learning more about how coaching can help you, check out my website at www.brindabairdcoaching.com. I could not be more excited to discuss today's topic with you because it is a topic that is very personal to me. We're talking about change. Change goes by many names. It's called disruption, shift, life event, midlife crisis, a switch, a makeover. You get the idea. We've all dealt with it because change is a natural occurrence in life and in business. However, at some point in your life while facing change, you may have felt stuck, blocked, or experienced a lack of direction. And you may have even thought to yourself, I'm not even sure what to do. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a pen and paper because I'm going to give you some information to help you during these times, and you're going to want to write this down. Now, during the show, if you have any questions, and you want to join me in this conversation, please call 646-716-9397 and press 1 to get in the queue. I really would love to hear from you. And if you want to share your experience with change, that'd be great. Now, for some of our listeners, you may be using a mobile device. If so, just send the questions to brenda at brindabairdcoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you and we'll answer your questions on the air. Okay, feeling stuck, blocked, or scared during times of change. Most of us have dealt with these feelings and thoughts at one time or another in our life. We know something needs to change. We hear that quiet little voice in our head that calls to us to do something different, something that will bring us alive, but so easy to delay making or accepting significant changes in our life. There's always so many considerations to make, right? Not to mention that we're all wired a little bit differently, and many of us tend to overthink things, 
which of course makes it even more difficult to take those first steps towards what we really want. The feelings are all normal human behavior. And there are many reasons why we don't wanna face the challenge of making a big change. On today's show, we're going to explore the root cause of this apathy, how to get it clear about what it is you want and need to change, and some ideas for taking action to get there. So join me in this conversation by calling 646-716-9397 and press 1 to get in the queue. This is actually the first activity for the show, exploring exploring change. I'm asking you to place a call to a live radio show. It may feel uncomfortable, even scary. It's different from how you normally listen to live radio, right? And that voice in your head is saying, don't call in. What if you stutter or you ask a silly question or you'll never get through anyway? Well, how true is any of that? And what is really holding you back? And how will you really know what it's like to call in unless you try? What if you did stutter? Well, let me tell you, you can't make a mistake or ask a silly question. We'll do it together. Step up, live big, and give it a try. I'd love to hear from you. So call 646-716-9397. Press 1 to get in the queue. I really prefer to call change transition, and here's why. Change in itself is the event. It's external or outside of us. And many times we don't have control over what's happening. Transition, on the other hand, is internal. And it's all about our inner self. And we have complete control over how we respond and react to any change event in our life. A life transition can occur because of a personal desire to change something like, I wanna move to a new city. I'm going to school to learn a new skill, or I want to make a career change. However, in some cases, the change that occurs in our life comes without warning, like the sudden loss of a loved one, job, or a relationship in. Whatever type of change we experience, there are times we believe that it's easier to delay making or accepting these difficult changes instead of facing them head on. Deep in our hearts, we know we want something to be different. We know it's for our own good. We know it would make us happy, but something gets in the way. We feel stuck. We're unhappy. We feel like there's no options. And anxiety can easily replace any adventure in the event or effort to resolve a situation. If you want to share your story of change, please call me, 646. 716-9397 and press 1 to join the conversation. I love this topic of change and transition because during my life I faced a lot of disappointment and some sudden shift in my life path. However, each disappointment or shift provided me a springboard to something greater. I learned the hard way that transition can be an unraveling of oneself. It feels like a pull to do something more, to do what we're really meant to do. So here's part of my personal story. I believe I was always meant to be a coach. I've known this since I was a small child. 
What I didn't know was how to articulate it and certainly had not lived through enough life experiences to know what a coach was or even how to be a coach. But every step of my life has led me to today, and I am a coach. As a young girl, while playing with my Barbie dolls and stuffed animals, I would talk with them, and somehow it felt like I was fixing or helping them to improve. And I would tell myself, I want to be a healer, but not like a nurse. Anyone who watched me play as a child, like my older siblings, often would make fun of me. But that's another topic for another show. Anyway, by the age of eight, I was really still unclear about my true path. And I even went to nursing school, only to find that that really wasn't my true dream. And I knew that, right? So now let's jump to 2010. And believe me, we are jumping over a lot. But in 2010, I found myself working for a global pharmaceutical company, loving the work, but the culture just wasn't a good fit for me. The environment just didn't align with my values. And as I searched for another place within this company, whose mission, by the way, is absolutely beautiful, I took a promotion that required me to relocate to South Florida from Illinois. Illinois, the place I was born and raised, the place where I raised my children, the place where my friends lived, and the place where my life's network existed. I thought if I geographically moved to what appeared to be the greener side of the company, I would be happy. Man, did I have a journey ahead of me and a big life lesson to learn. I accepted the promotion June 2012. By August, my aging father became very ill. He had a stroke and needed assistance. And I shared the duties and dad moved in and out of our homes. Caring for dad and learning a new job remotely, it seemed impossible, overwhelming. I had to learn about the work of my team. I had to learn about this new side of the business from 1,800 miles away over the phone. And from time to time, I would have to travel back and forth to Florida between the times that my father was living in my home and when he lived with my sister. Exhausting. <laughs> that was August. By September, my mother-in-law actually lived in Florida, called and her kidney cancer had reoccurred and at age 85 made a decision, no cancer treatment. Now it's October and I'm preparing for the move to Florida when my father falls, breaks his hip and doesn't recover from surgery. His passing was really tough, and my world just dropped out from underneath me. Company was gracious enough to allow me to stay in Illinois to take care of my family matters, but soon December came along, and my husband and I moved to Florida. Once we arrived in Florida, my mother-in-law moved into our temporary housing, and she passed in February. And oh, the grass looks greener on the other side with the new job in South Florida. Well, I was wrong. Only changed geographically. I was the same, and so was the company culture. If you like this program, you may want to try to catch up on some other programming on the Life Coach Network. Episode one of Shine School, brought to you by Erica Wilderlight, will be on tomorrow. So look for that show. Just check out Life Coach Radio Network for the airtimes. 
So needless to say, after everything I went through, I know a little bit about change, transition, and how not living your authentic self can cause some real issues. I was so lucky to have a supportive husband and children during this time. I don't think I would have made it without them. However, my plan included finding a great life coach who helped me get clear about who I was, what I really wanted to do, and how I could get there. And it literally saved my life. Look, my point is, life happens, and sometimes we need to make a shift. And we can't always do it by ourselves. We need the help of someone objective to help us get clear about what we want and how we're going to get there. So get the pen and paper ready, and let's take a look at an important question. What is the root cause for why many of us get into the same routine time and time again when faced with change? You know what I mean, doing the same old routine instead of making a transition. I would say at this point, most of you wrote down your answer to this question is fear. And of course it's fear. It's fear that holds us back. But what I found is that there's more to it than that. The truth is that behind fear is something more specific. So get your pen and paper handy and write down these questions so you can ask yourself later. What am I really afraid of? What am I most concerned will happen? will it say about me if this transition is not perfect? What way is this current situation helping me or hurting me? And my favorite question, what would you do if you weren't afraid? To help you answer these questions, check out my website under the radio show page for a list of emotions to help you get clear about the real emotions. It's free at www.brindabairdcoaching.com and look for the document on the radio show page. So as you look for the word fear, you'll see there's a number of other emotions underneath it that really get to the emotion behind the fear. To real emotion, you get to the real answer to the question, and you can become more aware of what your real fear is and what it's all about. It's the emotion that lies behind the fear that is the root cause. If you need help with this, I would love to partner with you. Contact me through the website, www.brindabairdcoaching.com. The next step. Now that you know the real root cause, what do I do with this information? It's probably happening to you already, though, right? If you listen, you could maybe hear the voice in your head that says, oh, don't take any action on that. Don't try to do something new. What are you thinking about that for? You can't do that. You won't succeed at that. There's no way you could be or do that. It's a loud voice, and it may even have a physical effect on you, like, nervousness, anxiety, and in severe cases, even panic. This voice is loud, and it is working against you. It's your inner critic. So why does this happen? Where does this voice come from? 
Well, the voice was actually created when you were very young. Although hard to believe, you really should honor the voice. (laughs) It's working against you, I know, but it was created to protect you during a time when you needed it. During a time when you weren't mature enough to understand what was happening around you. And because you were young, when events happened, when people said things, when people did things, you didn't understand. As a child or a young teenager, you personalized them. And that turns into what is called gremlin energy. It's the overall driving energy that says, ouch, that hurt, and I will never let that happen to you again. Energy from the past. It's your inner critic, and it's fueled by fear. So what do you need to do to stop the gremlin energy and make the transition? Well, you need to find the courage to shine a light on the fear, to shine the light on the true emotion, and realize from this place of fear, you're making all kinds of assumptions, and interpretations about what people do or say. Because when you're six or you're eight or you're 17, you put a lot of merit in what you saw and what you heard. And we always made it about us. But I got a newsflash. Everything that happens is not about us. Now write that down. I'll say it again. Everything that happens is not about you. This may be why you need support from a coach to help sort of clear out some of these limiting beliefs and shine the light in those places that may still feel dark and scary. You know, your gremlin doesn't know that you're an adult or that you have grown past that moment when you needed that protection. Your gremlin doesn't know that you can handle it now. You've changed, trained your gremlin to protect you as an adult. And now you need to find the courage to say, hey, wait a minute, that is just not true, and I've got this. I can be successful, and I can try something new, and I am lovable, and I am worthy, and I can be heard and respected, and I am smart enough to do the job. When we shine the light on the fear, you will find what you are truly protecting. And sometimes it's protecting us from the judgment of others. And to avoid this judgment, we work harder and harder to make sure that everything is perfect before we change anything. We are very, very attached to the outcome of the change event. I actually have an email that just came in from Dan from South Florida, and he says, I'm the manager for a large auto parts distributor. I have three kids and a wife, and every time I'm faced with a new opportunity at work, I get stuck. I'm already so busy with my life. How can I keep it in balance and yet pursue my career ambitions? Well, Dan, this is a great question, and I think you're a lot like a lot of managers. You've got an awful lot on your plate. We've got busy, busy lives, but here's a few questions if I were coaching you um, that I might ask you about the opportunities that you face. So first I would ask you, what's exciting about this new opportunity? And what makes it worth pursuing? 
Now, I know that your schedule is really full, just like all managers, but the question I would ask next then is, what will you stop doing to make room for this new commitment? And then finally, I would ask you, if you were to say yes to one of these new opportunities, how likely is it in a month that you would wish that you would have said no? Sometimes asking ourselves these empowering questions gets us to look at situations in a different way that can shift our energy out of fear and worry and anxiety to a place where we really can find new opportunities and new perspectives to make opportunities work or to find the courage and understanding to say no. So this is a great question, Dan. Thanks so much for, uh, for sending that in. You know, thinking about fear of judgment and uh, what holds us back, you really want to try to ask yourself these two questions. What are you really trying to prove? And who do you hope will notice the outcome? I actually have a caller, and the caller is, has the last four digits. It's a 312 area code. Now, it's really important that you mute the computer that you're listening to so that we don't get that awful feedback audio. And area code 312, your mic is going live. You're live. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Nina Swano, and I'm calling from Chicago. Oh, hi, Nina. So what's your question? My question is, um, early on you were talking about gremlin energy and how do you describe these sort of thoughts and thinking are formed? Um, you characterize as things that can be shaped when you're younger, so between when you're five, when you're 10, or even 15. I'm wondering, um, can these gremlins even be formed as an adult? Oh, absolutely. What often happens in adult situations, though, is if you look at them deep enough, you'll find that there's a trail back to some early childhood um, experiences that you may have had. But certainly when we are adults, um, the gremlin energies pop up. They take on different forms. They take on what we sometimes will describe them even with different emotions. But it certainly is possible that you can have experiences as an adult that can just generate fear and produce those gremlin energies. It's very, very powerful. Great question, Nina, and thanks for calling in. You know, it's the strangest thing about this fear. The very thing that we're often so afraid of will happen, you most likely already have. Here's an example. I'm scared to apply for the job because I'm not smart enough to get it. The reality is you don't have the job and you won't ever have the job unless you apply for it. Another example, I'm apprehensive to give employees feedback because I'm afraid they won't like or respect me. Reality, honestly, if you're a manager and you don't provide constructive feedback to employees, they feel frustrated and they most likely don't like to work for you or respect you as a manager. Here's another example. I'm not going to call my family member because I'm afraid there'll be conflict. 
and will never speak again. Well, here's the reality. You're not speaking to them now. So it's really a strange phenomenon how the gremlin energy can work and keep you from doing things that really could make you happy. The very thing that you don't want, you already have by not taking action. So now ask yourself, how willing are you on a scale of one to 10 to make a new relationship with your gremlin? And what kind of support do you need to make that happen? It's all about energy and gremlin energy can be negative, critical, and self-defeating. It can also keep us from getting hit by a bus. We need this kind of energy. It's called flight or fight energy. And it's the thing that helps us to get out of the way of a speeding bus. But when we stay at that level of energy for a long time, we can get stuck, develop apathy, fear, anxiety, and we can believe that there is no way out. If you can master the emotion behind the fear that fuels your gremlin, you can overcome the inner critic and find your courage to make the transitions you want or need to make. This is true in business and in your personal life. Now, once you find your courage, you'll realize that change is really situational. Change is outer focus. Change is the event that happens or needs to happen. And once you can really hold on to your courage, you will see and feel the transition. Transition is internal. Transition is inner focus on the understanding of the change, navigating the change, getting through the change. Transition is how you modify your thoughts and your feelings and beliefs, and you let go of what no longer serves you. Of course, we all know it takes courage and commitment to break through our fears. Everybody knows that. But the cool thing is that when you break through your fear, you get to experience a new way of thinking about your situation, which opens you up to new opportunities and new choices. So on that paper that you have in front of you, I'd like you to write fear vertically on the paper. And let's create a new way of looking at this four-letter word and turn it into a new acronym for finding courage. So first off, F. F for freedom. The freedom to experience your life and not be at the effect of your life. The E. E stands for excitement. The excitement to feel alive and open to new experiences, to new people, places, and things. A stands for accomplishment. The accomplishment to know you have the courage to break down the barriers that hold you back. And R stands for results. The results that act as evidence for you that you are capable and then you can achieve whatever you put your mind to achieve. There are times that it takes a lot of courage to take the leap into the unknown. And I personally found myself avoiding making transitions in my own life, accepting the effects of my life. And over time, I found the price too high by sticking with the status quo. So why do we resist? Everyone is a little bit different, but here are my reasons. And some of these thoughts may resonate with you. 
The first reason why I had such a hard time making a transition is because of personal security. I told myself that I'd like feeling secure about having a job with this company and staying within my comfort zone. I liked the work, plus it seemed like everyone felt the same way who worked for the company. The second thing was financial security. I told myself that feeling financially secure was the most important thing to me, and there wouldn't be any other options for me than to work at the company. The third one was the fear of the unknown. I told myself that if I was younger, it would be easier. I felt more courageous when I was younger, and to take risks was easier then, but those days were long over. Analysis paralysis was the fourth thing. My gremlin gave me a million reasons to analyze why, at my age, which is 50 plus years, that I could not move forward and make a change, and that I, I would just overthink and overwhelmed. Then there was lack of time, right? I told myself that I just didn't have the time or the energy to start all over and try something new. Listeners, I'm here to tell you that none of those thoughts that I have were true. And as I look back on the reasons why I resisted leaving my job, I also acknowledge that I was making the best decisions that I could make at the time. So be gentle on yourself and be patient because everything is coming together for you too. I'd like to share with you some of the actions I took to stop procrastinating about making these changes in my job and share a few lessons learned that have helped me during these major times of transition and how coaching helped change my mindset from resisting my transition to actually exploring my true mission. So first, the coach helped me to just embrace the transition to begin with and to recognize that thoughts or just thoughts. I had to work really hard on this one. Deep down, I knew I had the power to change my thoughts, which naturally was positive impact on my feelings. So once I looked at how my thoughts were created, as Nina's question is, can it happen when you're an adult? Most likely it comes from the childhood. And once I knew where those thoughts were created, I could honor them. And then I could change how I was going to use them. And through coaching, I could move past this tactical way of thinking and engage my heart in a way that allowed transformational change. My aha moment was when I realized that all the answers to all my questions were with me the entire time. The next thing was I took time to grow. I took time to reflect and remind myself that it was costing me a great deal by not moving forward. I imagined myself 10 years down the road, and wow, that was really motivating. For me, I said no more procrastinating. I knew I needed to make a change, that I would never be fulfilled being the status quo. I knew there was more for me, something bigger with less effort. Next Take it one step at a time. I needed to be reminded that one small change can make a huge difference. It didn't all have to be perfect to start, and it doesn't all have to get done at once. I learned to celebrate the small accomplishments along the way.
And I reflected on the good old days. Number four, I reminded myself about the courageous decisions I had made earlier in my life and how great it felt when I accomplished what I set out to do. I honored these memories. I re-celebrated them. And this allowed me to decide what new journey could provide me the experience to feel that way again and to use my strengths that I possess to make my new life a reality. The fifth thing is it's just time to have fun. So after all the fear I experienced, I finally realized that I had to overcome my fears and not let fear prevent me from taking chances. I knew that I needed to get out of my head, have fun, and enjoy the life I wanted to experience. It suddenly became really clear to take time to be present and enjoy what's happening around me. And today, my life is fun and exciting. Our dreams, our desires, they are the roadmap to getting us the life that we want. And once you commit yourself to shining the light on the fear, you are free to uncover what you really want in life. It was a journey I could not have taken alone. And if you're ready, I would love to partner with you to shine the light and empower you to find the answers that lie inside of you. To get more information about coaching or my corporate workshops on change, just check out my website, www.brindabairdcoaching.com. I have one more question that just came in on the email, and this question is from Debbie in Virginia. Thank you, Debbie, for writing in. She says, I hate my job. Every day I feel drained, grumpy. I never look forward to going into the office. I don't get paid fairly. I just don't want to look for another job. I'm afraid if my boss finds out, it'll make my life miserable. Well, thanks, Debbie. I appreciate you writing in. And it sounds like you really have a lot on your mind and you're dealing with a lot. But this would be one of those examples where Debbie already has what she's most afraid of. She's most afraid of having a work environment that's miserable. And by not looking at her inner thoughts and feelings and reconciling what's happening, she already has a miserable life. She feels drained. She feels grumpy and never looks forward to going to work. So the first thing I would do, Debbie, before you make a leap to change your job is I would first explore the thoughts around, are you really wanting to make a change to escape a challenging situation? Or is it likely that if you do make a change, you're going to find yourself in another unsatisfying situation? So when you're considering a job move, think about this. What are you passionate about? List out your strengths. Company you work for. How much do you believe in its mission? What are the real values of the company? I'm not talking about the values that hang on the poster in the hallway, because we all know the real culture of a com- the company is not always reflective of the beautiful posters that hang on the wall. So what are the values of your company, and do they align with your values? And as you're thinking about your strengths, what percentage of time do you actually get to operate out of the strengths you have on the job? 
And as you think about your strengths and you write them down, how could you apply your strengths to mitigate the challenge that you actually face today? So if you weren't able to get all of these questions down, I know we rattled through them pretty fast. Um, this radio program is archived on my website, so you can go back and you can catch these questions later. And if anybody else has any questions, just feel free to send them in the email, brenda at brendabaird.com, and I will answer them uh, right after the program. So thank you, Debbie, for that email. I think it's probably very helpful for a lot of people who feel sort of stuck, stuck in their ship, stuck in their jobs. So our next show is Tuesday, uh, June 21st. It's at 1 p.m., 12 p.m. Central. If you want to tune into that show, just like my Facebook page and uh, sign up for the show reminders. You can also do that on my website, brindabairdcoaching.com. So it looks like we don't have any other calls. And that is about all I have to share with you today. If you have any questions about change that weren't answered today, like I say, please send them to Brenda at BrendaBairdCoaching.com. And that's a wrap, Tommy. And until next time, be safe and have fun.